Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast regarding the greater Greenville area of South Carolina. I am your host, Stan McCune, realtor right here in the upstate, uh, and you can find all of my contact information, as always, in the show notes, text, phone, email, all those good stuff, Facebook message if you want to. That's not in the show notes, but you can send me Facebook messages. You can send me Instagram messages, but I will say I prefer text or email or a call. Um, That is really the best way to reach me, unless I'm recording a podcast and then I ignore all of that. Um, but, uh, but I will get back with you. Okay. So if I miss your communications, I will get back with you. Um, but all of that is in the show notes. Should you need to reach out, uh, to me for anything, for any of your real estate needs, or just to discuss the podcast. And as always, please leave a rating or review. If you've not already done so subscribe to the show. So you don't miss any future episodes. If you've not already done so. And, uh, Let's, uh, let's keep growing this thing. I want to keep this podcast going. I've had several thousand listens to my uh, 84 episodes, I believe, that I've had up to this point. And I'm really grateful for that. I'm really grateful for you guys. And uh, yeah, I want to keep it going. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about two different types of investors. And I have run into a lot of these lately. Um, there is the novice investor, and there is the experienced investor. At the end of the day, um, everything, all investors boil down into one of these two categories. Now, there are a lot more categories for investors than just these two categories, but these are two very important categories. And I, I am doing this episode not to trash novice investors. I want to be clear on this. I have worked with a lot of novice real estate investors, newbies. They're just now getting into it. And I love that. I love working with the new real estate investor that is learning, trying to figure it out, trying to make their first investment purchase. Um, But if you can kind of take off the training wheels as a new investor, as a novice investor, and start to think like an experienced investor, that will help you. And, And, you know, this is why... People read books on investing. Why people read what Warren Buffett says about, you know, trading stocks and doing different things like this and investing in companies. Um, it's because they they don't want to think like a novice investor. They want to think like an experienced investor. Um, and so when it comes to investing in real estate, there are some clear differences between a novice investor and an experienced investor. And I see this on a firsthand basis. I can immediately pick up when I'm talking to uh, someone that is interested in investing, or even when I'm talking to a buyer's agent, I can pick up on whether that quote unquote investor is a novice or an experienced investor. And I can pick up on whether that agent is experienced in real estate investing or is a novice, is just kind of not used to it, is more comfortable just selling and buy, and helping people sell and buy uh, homes that they've been living in or that they plan to live in. Um, I can pick up on that very quickly because there are some very easy tells when it comes to the differences between a novice and an experienced investor. 
here is uh, so so we're just gonna go through a, a list of things that I've thought about that I think um, uh, apply broadly to the differences between uh, the novice investor and the experienced investor. Uh, for starters, the novice investor, generally speaking, and we're gonna be painting with broad strokes here, but the novice investor. He or she tries to account for every detail in order to eliminate every risk. Um, they are looking at things with a very fine-tooth comb, trying to, okay, is this been updated? Has this been handled? How old is this? Um, what are the details about this tenant? What is the backstory of this? Um, that's one of my favorite questions that people ask. And this isn't necessarily a, a novice investor question. This can be a useful question for experienced investors to ask. But the way it's asked can oftentimes tell me whether they're uh, newer or more experienced. But why is the seller selling? That, you know, uh, that question usually does not reveal very much information. And so how much weight someone puts in that, how big of a deal that is to them, usually tells me that they're a novice investor. An experienced investor totally understands people sell investments off all the time that are good investments um, because they have better opportunities awaiting them. And so the the novice investor, they want to try to, to get all this information in order to eliminate risk. The experienced investor, on the other hand, knows that you can't eliminate risk. You just can't. And so he or she tries to educate him or herself on the potential risks, but doesn't try to eliminate them. Just tries to gain some information, but also knows that there are some risks that are just acceptable. We don't need to account for every single detail. Um, there's going to be risks associated, and they don't need to be eliminated. Um, a novice investor typically takes a long time analyzing properties. Let me tell you, I have seen this over and over again. This is a, this is one of the clearest tells that someone is a novice investor is if they take, you know, three, four, five days to quote unquote run their numbers or to, to ask all the questions or to get, you know, things teed up with their financing. Um, an experienced investor, it's like, no time at all. It, like it may be as quick as they look at the property um, and they know, yeah, yeah, I want this property. I can buy it. Boom, done. Um, a lot of experienced investors have a basic spreadsheet or formula that they just plug numbers in. Uh, and within, you know, a minute, they already know whether a property is a good deal for them or not. Whereas a novice investor, they're they're just they're scared about the risks oftentimes, and and they're overthinking things to a certain extent, and so they're trying to uh, account for so many different data points, uh, and doing that just takes a really long time. The novice investor also they frequently think about the investment property as they would their own home. Okay, I, I ran into this recently with an investment property I was selling. Um, I had someone that, uh, an agent, that was just sending me a bevy of questions about 
all sorts of different things. What's the age of this? What's the age of that? What is what is the condition of this? What is the condition of that? And ultimately, they asked what the condition, this was a multi-unit property, what the condition of the fences were. And I finally replied and I said, listen, if you're buyer, I'm, I, first off, I don't know what the condition of all the fences are for this multi-unit property. Unfortunately, you know, it was tenant occupied. There was no way for me to get that information. Um, I was just like, listen, if your client is wanting to go into the level of detail as to what the condition the fences are, and these are small fences, just around a little pad, um, you know, at the back of, of these units, I was just like, this isn't the property for him. Just, you, you let's just be honest here. You're, you're wasting your time. This is, this is not the right property for an investor that is, is going into that level of detail. That's the level of detail you go into when it's a house that you're buying for yourself. And this person who was trying to make an investment purchase, which I respect, he was thinking about that investment purchase like he was his own property, his own property he'd be living in. Um, you know, you buy an investment property, you look in the crawl space, um, and, uh, you know, an investor, an experienced investor, looks in the crawl space and says, okay, there's a few things that need to be fixed. Here's the minimum viable solution for this. Um, a novice inspect, uh, a novice investor is going to probably put the worst case scenario on that. They're, and they're going to go overboard. They're going to think, okay, I'm going to need to encapsulate, do French drains. I'm going to have to do all, all sorts of different things. Um, and there can be some value in terms of thinking uh, from a worst case scenario perspective. But oftentimes it's just overboard. And the, the novice investor is, again, like I said, treating it like a primary residence and not like an investment purchase. And those that is a different mindset. And the different mindset, really, how I would summarize it from this standpoint is um, the experienced investor reduces everything to a number. The experienced investor is not asking, is the fence broken? Um, is the crawl space encapsulated? Um, no, the experienced investor is thinking, okay, here is probably what's going on down there. Here's probably what it costs. Here are some, you know, in my past experience, this is generally what crawl space issues are in this type of home. This is what it's going to cost. Boom. There we go. I plug that into my formula, into my spreadsheet, and now I can run the numbers from there. It's that simple the difference between a novice and an experienced investor. Um, a new investor, a novice in investor, um, they oftentimes just want everything. They expect the property to be cheap, turnkey, rent-ready, and capable of bringing in tons of money right away, <laughs> right? I mean, if that was even a possibility, everyone would be investing in real estate, right? That That is kind of a joke because there's no way that a property could be all of those things at the same time. And an experienced investor knows that um, and, and knows a couple of things. For a property that is turnkey and rent ready, he or she 
the investor, is going to have to pay a premium. An experienced investor knows that. The best deals that are out there are properties that have problems. They have tenants that need to be evicted. They have roof issues, moisture issues, uh, siding that's falling apart, um, all sorts of things. And uh, the experienced investor knows that and is willing to purchase something uh, that has problems in order to be able to get good value for, for what he or she is purchasing. The, the novice investor doesn't understand that. I've seen this over and over again where they will find a property. They, they're scared to purchase a property that has problems. And so they focus their attention on properties that don't have problems, that are relatively turnkey and all of that, um, rent-ready. Um, and then they, they go in and they lowball the, the seller on that property. Can't do that. That's, that's not how it works. If the property is in good condition and is rent ready, maybe it has good tenants in it already, then the seller is not motivated to sell most likely. They're going to hold out for their price. Um, and, and so novice, newer investors, um, they, there tends to be a fundamental disconnect and a lack of understanding about that. Um, the novice investor tends to run their numbers off of current rents. So they'll look at a property, they'll say, okay, um, this property is getting $2,000 per month of rent. Okay, I'm going to plug $2,000 into my calculator if they have, you know, some sort of formula that they're using. Um, and then they run with that. That's a terrible way of doing it. Um, unless you know that the property is already getting top of the market rents. What, a, what an experienced investor does is he runs his or her numbers based off of market rents. Um, what should this property be renting for? It's renting currently for 2000 a month. Really, according to the market, it should be 2800 a month. That is what the market rents are for a property like this in this area. But then, of course, you can't just magically produce that. Like, it's not just magically going to increase by 800 a month. There's going to be some uh, sweat equity that has to happen in one form or another. You'll, you'll probably have to kick out tenants. You'll probably have to do repairs. And so the experienced investor knows that and then factors those things into his or her formula in order to determine, okay, here's how, here's the plan. Here's what it's going to cost for us to get these rents to be up. Um, and so they account for all of that. They don't even care. A, an experienced investor does not care what the property is currently renting for. doesn't care. It doesn't matter. What's the market rent? Most landlords, when they're selling off uh, rental properties, there is something wrong with them. And usually one of the things that's wrong with them is that they are not performing well. Those properties are not performing. Their rents are way too low, and they need to come up. And so uh, that is something that we see very frequently and if you just run the number, run your numbers based on the low rents, then yeah, your numbers are going to be all sorts of screwed up. Don't do that. Don't make that mistake. Um, the novice investor is scared of debt. I've seen this over and over again. Now, now let me say I'm not trying to ridicule people that just want to stay out of debt. Listen, that is uh, very noble. And I see the value for that, particularly with people that have struggled with 
debt in the past. Um, but the reality of the situation is that you look at anyone that has money in the world, anyone that's been successful in investing, they have debt. They do. Um, and, and that's because debt is a tool and an experienced investor, an experienced real estate investor sees debt as a tool to achieve financial goals. They are not scared of it. They respect it. I will say that there is a difference between being scared of debt and respecting debt. Um, but but the, the experienced investor respects debt, um, but sees it as a tool to achieve their financial goals. And they know the difference. This is important. The experienced uh, real estate investor knows the difference between revolving debt on depreciating assets and real estate debt. So there is a big difference. And we've talked about this. Uh, there was a podcast I did on debt a long, long time ago. I don't even remember how long ago that was. But I talked about this a little bit in that podcast. Um, having revolving debt, high interest revolving debt, on because you went out and, and bought a home entertainment system or a bunch of furniture or, or, or this or that, um, that's a recipe for not success. That's a disastrous recipe. Let me say it that way. Um, real estate debt is tends to be low interest. Um, it's stable. That's an appreciating asset most of the time. And um, so it's just very different from a debt perspective. Now, I'm not a financial advisor. I don't give financial advice. So don't take this as financial advice. But generally speaking, this is how different types of, of investors think about this. Um, a novice investor, um, I've already alluded to this, they think that they can instantly make a killing on a property. And if they can't, they submit lowball offers because that's the only way, you know, they have to, um, they, they see a property that is available and they can't make a killing on it. So then they have to get the price way down on it in order to, uh, for their numbers to be able to work. They just don't understand what's what's going on here. They don't understand. You don't. There's no point in even making the lowball offer on the property unless it's been sitting a really long time. That could be an opportunity. But they, what I see, novice investors, the property comes on the market right away. They're immediately interested, and then they submit a lowball offer. Do not waste your time. A property that just came on the market is not going to accept a lowball offer unless you really make the terms really clean, you're a cash buyer, and all of that. That's really the only chance that you have. Um, the experienced investor is realistic about the market. They know that real estate is a stable investment, that it isn't boom or bust like other investments are, um, and they make offers that are fair and conform to market investment standards. They don't immediately come in with a lowball offer on a new listing they know that that's not going to work. They're not even going to waste their time. They're just going to keep monitoring that property, see if that property starts to come down in price, and then if they see an opportunity there, then they'll strike. Um, the novice in investor does not factor in the future growth of the community. Um, and, and when I say growth, I mean a lot of different things. I mean, of course, appreciation. I mean... Um, the, the direction of the community, the path of progress, all of these different things, the uh, novice investor does not, uh, does not factor in oftentimes. 
Whereas the experienced investor factors in uh, appreciation of property, proximity to, for instance, in our area, you would consider proximity to downtown Greenville, um, considers uh, the fact that rents are going to increase over time depending on where uh, where the property is, con- factors in school districts, how valuable that is to the property overall, factors in all of these different things, the direction of the community. Uh, and that's a very, very important factor if you're only looking at the rents that it's bringing in compared to the expenses, you're getting a very small part of the picture. Now, again, I don't provide financial or accounting advice, but one of the nice things about rental properties, at least the way my accountant has handled it, is that while they are appreciating in value, um, you're able to depreciate them from a tax standpoint and get some tax benefits from them. Well, that's really awesome. You're able to basically take advantage of something that's actually happening in the opposite of what it's what's really happening. It's going up in value, but for tax purposes, you're acting as if it's losing value. That is awesome. Um, an experienced investor understands that, and they realize how powerful that is. A novice investor doesn't fully grasp that. They don't really understand what's going on there. Um, and, and so they don't factor that in when that actually should be a major factor. When I purchased my fiveplex in Poe Mill several years ago, that was a major factor for me. I was like, okay, this is a fiveplex. There is like none of these uh, coming available these days. Um, Poe Mill is like not very far away from North Main at all. Um, and North Main, of course, is one of the nicest neighborhoods in Greenville. This is in the path of progress. Um, rents are low. They can surely go up. They, they, there's no way they can stay this low forever. Um, and, and I based a lot of my decision off of that. And that property, man, I love that property so much. I, I would have paid a lot more than I did for it. I was able to get what nowadays, you know, you would laugh. I mean, it was just three years ago that I purchased that property. You would laugh at what I bought it for um, in comparison to what's happening right now in the market. Um, And so in general, a novice investor is, and, and there's a few ways I could describe it, but I would say in general, they are focused on the here and now. They're focused on on the here and now. They're focused on the current rents. They're focused on the current, what the the market and what the neighborhood currently looks like. They're focused on what you know, what is the condition of the property right now. All of these different things, the here and now. Whereas the experienced investor is able to project for the future and make present decisions based on what he or she sees happening in the future, and an experienced investor understands that they have control over the future. They, to a certain extent, um, they can impact where, uh, how well that property performs. They can make improvements. They can kick out tenants that aren't paying. They can raise rents. They can do all these different things. Um, and they understand how all of that works and they make their decisions based on that. They're not focused on the here and now. They're focused on what's going to happen in the future. And so hopefully if you're a newer investor, you don't take this as me um, making fun of you or chastising you. Of course, I had nobody specifically in mind uh, when I went down either of those lists, the novice or the experienced investors. I was just kind of speaking in general 
um, from my experience dealing with both parties. Um, but hopefully if you're on the, the newer side, if you're newer to investing, you haven't done a whole lot of this in real estate, this helps you to be able to think more, to be able to take some of those training wheels off, or at least take them off some of the times, to be able to think like a more experienced investor and not think so much like a novice investor. Of course, um, as you guys probably almost all know already, um, a lot of my business over the years has been working with investors. Um, I'm pretty selective with who I work with on that front because a lot of the quote-unquote investors are really just tire kickers uh, trying to get, uh, you know, free, uh, you know, have me run free comps for them and, and whatnot. Um, so I am a bit selective with who I work with nowadays, but if you're looking for a realtor that could potentially help you with investment, could potentially help you with investment properties, um, I am more than happy to, at the very least, have a conversation with you about it. So please reach out to me. My contact information is in the show notes. Um, like I always say, and as well, um, if you like this episode, if you love the show, please leave that nice glowy, uh, shiny five-star rating with a review that says how much you love the show. Subscribe to the show. Make sure you don't miss any future episodes. And I hope you guys have some happy investing here in the upcoming weeks. Let's do some real estate deals together. Let's get you some investment properties. And I hope you guys have a great rest of the week.